pick up a Bible's list. Get to God's word before you sit down. Amen. Right. I want you to go to a very popular scripture. That can, that can a very, very popular story that can be found in all the gospels. Luke chapter 18. And we'll do a long read a little. Luke 18. Luke 18. We are looking at from the verse number 18 going. Amen. I want you to pay attention to this word because it's really going to bless you. And a certain ruler asked him, but I want you to have this at the back of your mind that this was a certain rich young man. A certain rich young man. Amen. Okay. Asked him, say, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Let's go. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? None is good save one that is God. Amen. Thou knowest the commandments. So the, the rich young man asked Jesus a question. Amen. But before he asked Jesus the question, he called Jesus a good man and a good teacher. Amen. Or good master. Are you seeing it there? Alright. Then Jesus answers. Jesus responds to that the way he called him good master before he answers the question of what he really wanted. So the verse 20 now, and Jesus said unto him, okay, the verse 20, thou knowest the commandments, do not commit. Now look at, the, we have the ten commandments, is that not it? But Jesus now, out of the ten, mentions five. Amen. And all these five are part of the commandments that deal with human relations. Praise God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. Verse 21. And he said, all this have I kept from my youth up. Amen. May God give us men like this man. Amen. Shout amen. amen. May God give us men like this man. Amen. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and, and distribute to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. Somebody say very rich. Say like the ones say he was very rich. I pray that God will make you a rich man. Sit down. Amen. May God make you rich. So, if you are not shouting, it will not come on you. When I say God should make you rich, I am I'm releasing a blessing on you. Because it is the blessing of the Lord that make it all. May God make you a rich person. May you be a rich man. And may you not be a rich old man. May you not be a rich old woman. May you be a rich young man. Amen. May you have riches. Amen. Shout amen. amen. May you have riches. Amen. Wealth. Amen. May you have plenty, plenty, plenty money. Amen. May you have plenty money. Amen. May God bless you to be rich. Amen. Rich with money. Amen. Properties. May you have great possessions. Amen. Hallelujah. 
the Bible describes the man. For he was very, he was not just rich, he was very rich. Hallelujah. If he was rich, it means that he had what to buy food with. But very rich means that he had enough to eat for others to get something to eat. May God bless us with wealth. Not when we are old. Because the other verse is open up and said, and a certain rich young ruler. Hallelujah. The man was, he was a young man and he had riches. May we not have riches when we are 70. May we not have riches when they say we shouldn't eat salt. Shout amen. amen. If it is good to be rich when you are young. Shout amen. amen. Say money is good though. Everyone say money is good. And tell your neighbor, Jesus wants us to be rich. The Bible in Psalms says that God has pleasure in the prosperity of his children. When we are doing well financially, God gets happy. Amen. God has pleasure. I didn't say it. I didn't write it. Amen. So when we are doing well financially, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which have pleasure in the prosperity. So one of the ways by which God is magnified here on earth is when his children are prospering. Hallelujah. May God give us riches so that we don't become slaves and our children don't end up becoming slaves to other things. Are you following what I'm teaching? Amen. Praise God. One day, this month we are talking about showing thyself as a possessor. So last week I spoke about possess your soul. I had to start from that place because of all that a man can possess, if you don't possess your soul, you will so easily lose what you have possessed. Amen. So you can have all the properties in this world. You can have all the riches in this world. But if you don't have a hold on your soul, you now will trade away all the things you have labored to get. Your soul, your will, your emotions, your feelings, these are the places by which we get things and these are the places by which we lose things. So if a man can possess himself, then a man, a man that knows how to possess his soul can possess a house. Hallelujah. A man that knows how to possess his soul can possess great money. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, 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 um, if you can have control over your emotions, your feelings, your appetite, I'm telling you, you can control money. You can, you can possess properties. Hallelujah. Why are some men, young men, not been, uh, why are they not able to make wealth like other young men? The difference lies in the possession of their souls. Amen. Please, are you following what I'm talking about? The one that is making wealth through hard work and labor has tamed his appetite. Appetite for women, appetite for men, appetite for, for frivolities. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Appetite for fantasies. What And yes, in the corner, Hallelujah. And they don't know, they don't know nice and wonderful restaurants. And they don't know nice and wonderful designer wares and wigs. 
and shoes. Hallelujah. They know all those things. But they have possessed their soul. That they know that there is something called a better tomorrow. Can I hear you shout amen? Because the present time can give you the pressure to catch up. So if you don't possess your soul, this present time will give you the pressure of using everything you work so hard to get to please man by how you appear. Can I hear you shout amen? So you are appearing like a great man, but there is no greatness in your pocket. Is anybody hearing me? You appear like a very wonderful woman, but not, nothing to show. So may God give us riches. But I pray that you will put, see, all of us are young men and young women. May we possess our souls. Hallelujah. Give God a clap of friend. Uh, when I say things that a few albums on some embrace. May one woman satisfy you. May one man satisfy you. Because it will not be long you get to realize that having been satisfied by plenty women, you are left with nothing but a coin. Hallelujah. Amen. You have plenty men around your life. Yet you have nothing to show for it. And in case you have something to show for it, all that you have to show for it, you will use it to be taking care of your health. And may God help us. Amen. To be wise in this time. And can't you me say, now, nah, Papa, and our apostle, say, we must soon soon be but gentle, but you are not only the only one. Who could be a queen? Are you hearing what I'm talking about? There are people that can do this thing and get money. There are some good, like for instance, somebody can take weed down for 20 years. Nothing will happen to her. We're taking one second pay. Because there are people Possess your soul. Say, get a hold on yourself. You know, when Satan, God allowed Satan to tempt Job, there was something God told Job. He said, You can touch his everything, but upon himself, you must not touch. Hallelujah. Touch his money, touch his children, touch his properties, but make sure you don't touch his soul. You see, when you lose your soul, you have lost life. But Satan can take everything from you. Once you have control over your soul, you can get everything back again. So don't get too emotional to lose friends. Get a hold on your emotions. Can I hear you shout amen? Get a hold. Get a hold on yourself. Possess your soul in patience. Amen. So I'm talking about possessions, 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 possessions. I'm talking about the fact that you must be a say I must be a possessor. That means you must have the capacity to have something, own something, and then control some things. 
And what I'm talking about, the, in terms of the control, you are controlling wealth, riches, and properties, and lands. May God give you that grace in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? That as young as you are, like this young, rich ruler, may we be young and rich. Shout amen like your voice is yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Say I'll be young and rich. And I'll be intentional about me becoming rich. Somebody say it will not come by chance. Oh. Say riches don't come by chance. It comes by the blessing of the Lord. And it comes by possessing your soul. Oh, clap those hands for the Lord. Possessing your appetite. Your cravings. Hallelujah. Am I teaching well? Am I teaching well? So I pray that you be young and rich. And your riches will not be traceable to any dubious lifestyle. It will be riches born out of hard work, labor, and perseverance. And you can say that the Lord has blessed me. Not as a cliche, but as a reality. What you are saying? Because yeah, the Lord has blessed me. Hey, hey, hey. What you are saying? It's not all of us who are saying the Lord has blessed us. That indeed, the Lord has blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so it's easy to say, hey, God has blessed these people. Oh, why? Because they are showing house and car. So you see every one of those as a blessing. Yes, they are part of the blessing. But it doesn't mean God is the one that gave them. Hallelujah. May you receive true riches. The Bible talks about true riches. Say they are true what? Say they are true what? If there are true riches, then there are fake what? But you shall not have fake riches. I'm, I'm trying to awaken something on the inside of you. That as young as we are, think of, think of having possessions. Amen. Think of having all. Don't have more shoes than land. Amen. Don't have more clothings than lands or money in the bank or investment somewhere. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Don't don't have don't have all these things that makes you look like Charlie. You they happy, but nothing they happy. <laughs> I'm teaching. Shout amen. amen. If you look at your your collection of wigs, the wigs you have, wig in American one. The collection of the wigs you have, and we look at your pocket, you are a poor rat. Hallelujah. May God deliver us from that lifestyle Amen. that makes us to please the eyes of men and go and cry in our bedroom. Outside gentility, home cry. Shout Amen. So may you have the mind of Jesus to be intentional about building riches and wealth. May you learn the habit of saving and not eating all. Hey, can I hear you shout Amen. Learn the habit of saving and not eating all. Can I hear you shout amen? May the Lord deliver you from laziness. Which you use scriptures to convince yourself that the Lord, no matter what, the first shall be the last. Haven't you ever seen the last remaining last? Hallelujah. Then I said, you go to school, no? Some phone where the first shall be the last. Last, it never applied to them. Because every year they will be last. 
So the hope of being first one day will never come. Hallelujah. But there were some that were always last. But by the time the term is ending, they have come to the middle. And by the time they are going to the next class, they are among the first five. Those people, the scripture applies. The first can be the last. And the last can also be the first. Don't be convincing yourself with scripture and be a lazy person. Can I even say this to you? Don't convince yourself that you have an uncle, you have a father, you have a brother, a two-year dear Winiska. God may take the person away or God may decide to not give the person money because your mind is not correct. Hallelujah. My teaching, I'm just giving you tidbits into something. Say, I must own things. Get up on it. Say, I must possess things. Say, I must possess things. Because I was here, I was here. One of the prayers I pray and one of my motivations is not to make sure that my children and any other child in our tent, when it comes to rent and a place to stay, I want to take up the burden of rent of my children and any child God will give to us. Shout amen. Whether biological or spiritual children. I want to come to a place where rent in Ghana here will not be one of the demons they have to deal with. If you agree with it, raise your hands. Say in the name of Jesus. I receive the wisdom. Shout this. I receive the wisdom. Even now, I receive the wisdom. I receive the capacity. I receive the grace to make wealth, to own things, to have things and to control things. Control money. Control companies. Control land. Control businesses. In the name of Jesus. Anything that makes a man poor. In my bloodline. I disconnect myself. I disassociate myself. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can somebody shout him and clap your hands for the Lord. Now, I know this message sounds some way to you, but you pay attention. Because see, when you read this scripture and other scriptures, Jesus spoke about material possession. It has brought many of us as Christians to a place where we have a certain mentality when it comes to money, riches, wealth, properties, and possessions. Hallelujah. Like the other day I told you, and I'm repeating again, when we were growing up, the first people that gave us an inferiority complex mentality is our parents. Amen. Especially if your mother and your father were that Aryan four parents who grew up from the village and had labored, labored. Once you start, as when you are going to secondary school, they, they, they will put in your head, hey, school now, and confess to Kenya down four. And and go and to write from that upbringing. So your soul detests anybody that has. strategic friends. Shout out What you are saying? Or cast a vessel of any body. 
Because how can you be there? You are receiving love, you are receiving care, you are receiving provision, you are not lacking anything, and you still can fool. It's that you are determined that you will fool. Hallelujah. On the other hand, those who don't have those privileges are living disciplined lives. What you cannot give to your children, create an atmosphere for them to get it. Amen. And you be on this again, even and say, Now, and you for my nanti. I say, Okay, Am I, are you understanding what I'm talking about? So get these things out. And you have the same mentality in the union. And you have a pescal, you have a chiriska. What do you say? You have a pescal, but you have a chiriska. You have a chiriska. But you see here at the end so. Because as I told you, three say, Una hume be crampa and chenwa bonnet. Ti free busy funeral. Then it entered into the church. And we picked a certain scripture in Proverbs. We turned it into our prayer. My father in heaven. And my mina won my bonnet yao. Mamina here in Suma Sresradia. Nipa no trust Adiano. Nipa no trust our scripture no. We are yano we are so by. Amen. Solomon. Solomon. Papa Solo. Papa Solo. It is now not true. Do not make me, uh, uh, give me not riches that I may not speak. So, right from that scripture, we develop a Pentecostal, orthodox, archaic mentality, primitive mentality that makes us look like if we are Christian, you are good, you, are, you cannot have wealth and riches. Because the moment you get money, you will sin against God. Is anybody hearing me? Anna, you say you know Pentecost no money more. Yes, it's a man no money now. Amen. I'm a chill diamond, not a double. Yes, it's a man. Yes, I'm a better. No, my God, I'm a chill. I send me river. I send me river. I send me river. Oh, oh, yeah. Would you not be out? In two thousand, you know what to know. You don't choose any enemy. Pessimist can make my say. Amen. Are you relating with what I'm preaching? Yeah. conscious. More than making the most out of where God has placed us. I have only one way by which I define this thing. And you say, I received the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal. Hallelujah. But we will confess and still stay here. He did not allow us to stay here to suffer in poverty. Can I hear you shout amen? Am I teaching well? There is more, there is a bigger reason he left us here. But the years be back, but till he comes, we shall occupy. Can you give God a clap of him? So, there are two people in the body or in the church today. Hallelujah. The first group of people are the people who by their inability to have own or achieve anything, look for scriptures like this to justify their failures. Amen. 
yewoni mebu amifia ho abraba boti ano ana wentimi enya akonya anya ho anya sika anya japade wentimi anya bibia re baade amane ho o e christ me so they use some of these scriptures and the sayings of god like jesus said that uh, man's life does not consist in the abundance of possession he has put the scripture on the screen it was jesus who said it that a man's life does not consist of the abundance of what possession he has so we use this scripture to justify our failures and inability to have hallelujah so that is the scripture for the christian who is struggling financially so when your car or say we are here for no ni babra bo enyina ahunya de o me de ba de obenya so una ma bodajana nante because ni babra bo you ask me one and father de o be show ka amen you follow what i'm teaching yeah jesus and he said to them watch out god yourself against every form of what greed for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions so we use this scripture hallelujah to think that God is against any Christian having possessions. It's a lie. Meanwhile, those that began our Christian life, none of them were poor, including Jesus. Can you give God a clap of him? Tell me which prophet or patriarch like Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, down to the New Testament, Barnabas, and, and, and all those disciples, tell me which of them was poor? None of them. But they did not live their life on the premises of their possessions. But they had possessions. Can I hear you shout amen? Are you hearing what I'm teaching? So we use some of these scriptures. We take it out of context. And we use it to justify our failures. Hallelujah. Sister Jay, Amen. Amen. Now, when because when you know, look at me. Today's Christians, eh, what we are unable to do, we'll find a verse that will save us from it. Amen. Yeah. For instance, we told you to come Jesus has come to fast for us. Hallelujah. So why are you fasting? Be there. Be there. Because today, even unbelievers are fasting to stay healthy. So the first way to stay healthy, God introduced it to his children. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So when we struggle to do something, listen, look at me. If you are not getting money, it doesn't mean that God hates money. Are you with me? If you are not making headways in life, it doesn't mean that anybody making headway, they are canal. In fact, to some extent, poverty can be a sign of your carnality. Can I hear you shout amen? Because if you are really spiritual, you'll be applying spiritual principles to make you prosper. 
Am I teaching? Look at you. Don't be hiding behind scriptures. Don't be hiding behind things Jesus said to say something. Don't make it your escape door out of your failures. Can I hear you shout amen? So that is the first group of people. No more best scripture which says, he said, Hey, church, I'm telling you, we'll be shocked because your soul has not been exposed to excellence. So you even be doubting yourself whether you are in heaven or not. Shout amen. amen. What did they make? Can you say? You see the way our church environment is. You can imagine when we build our own temple, how it will be. I will give you a foretaste of heaven. So when you enter heaven, you will look back to the church. Okay, our church was looking like this place. So heaven will not be a strange place to you. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Eh, and my name will say. I want to I want to break the mentality. And my name what you say. So what's our dear fe? Now what dear fe? Now what dear ya? Unamigao. Unamigao. Amen. Unko hell and so. Abraham or hell. Isaac or hell. Udiamika what you say. Where are we shall go hell? Amen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No, the, you see, the only the only gateway to hell is a man without Jesus Christ. Not a man with money. Amen. Should I repeat that again? The only gateway to hell is a man without what? Not a man with money. So when a man has money and they have Jesus, they are having candidates. Can I hear you shout amen? So may the Lord deliver us from this ancient mentality that is impoverishing us. Can I hear you shout amen? Well, if you don't Hallelujah. But in first scripture, it says, Because this is all the scripture is talking about. Amen. Then the scripture we read, the last statement Jesus said, for the man was very rich. Then he continued and said, how hard it is for, for a rich man to go to heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Hallelujah. So this scripture also has brought a lot of Christians to a place to think that rich men don't stand a place and a chance in going to heaven. Can I hear you shout amen? But what it actually means is that there is a thin line, shout amen, that by your riches, you can lose heaven. Amen. That is why my team for today is possessing yet not possessed. Is anybody hearing what I'm teaching? Are you following what I'm teaching? Now the second group of people are not those who have failed to achieve something and they use scriptures like this to justify their failures and their lacks. The second group of people are those who are also consumed by greed. Amen. Greed and cravings of material acquisitions that they look for scriptures like this 
to become very dubious and wicked in society. Hallelujah. There are people who also believe that God wants us to be wealthy. And so they will do anything to be won. And they, they, they can even become wealthy and rich at the expense of somebody's comfort. Because they believe that they must have and have more and more. Can I hear you shout amen? So what then must I do? Say I must exercise moderation in life. That means that uh, I have to keep my soul in possession between my lacks and my satisfactions. Can I hear you shout amen? Is anybody hearing what I'm teaching? God doesn't want you to be poor. Neither does God want you to be wealthy and rich at the expense of losing your soul. Are you hearing me? So, in between there, I must be a person that possesses my soul. Can you give the Lord a clap, offer? May, may greed not disturb, destroy us. Lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. Say, in the name of Jesus, greed will not destroy me. Greed, greed, greed. Say, greed will not destroy me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, say, I am going to have and I'm going to have it more in abundance, not just for my comfort and my convenience. I am going to have it in abundance because others must be taken care of. Give God a clap of it. Am I, am I working? Am I working? I'm trying to let you understand the scriptures very well. Hallelujah. So this scripture we read, put the main scripture up there. Jesus is not condemning. The, the Bible says, and the man was very rich. Hallelujah. The man was what? Very rich. And I pray the same blessing for you. May God bless you to be very rich. May God bless you to be very rich. When the man went to Jesus and said, what can I do to have eternal life? Amen. I like this young man because with all that he had, he still felt that there was something missing in his life. Amen. Please follow me very carefully. But the beauty of the scripture is that whatever he had, he did something to get it. Whatever he was lacking, he must do something to get it. Amen. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Now, let me address some things. Can I help you a little? The man comes to Jesus. The reason I want to address this is because of some misconceptions we have. The man comes to Jesus and says that, good master, good teacher, what must I do to inherit good life? Now, that word good master, when it, uh, there, there are part of Christians or there are part of people in this world who believes by Jesus' response, that this alone shows that Jesus is not God and Jesus is not Lord and Jesus is not good as we think. Amen. Because when the man called him good master, Jesus said, why are you calling me good master? How many of you have heard this argument before? Why are you calling me good master? And they draw conclusions out of the question Jesus asked the man. Why are you calling me good masters to say that then Jesus was not God. Hallelujah. And then number two, there is no good person here on earth. 
That is where we draw our conclusions from. But if you look at the context of the scripture, the man that scriptures are written not just for our reading, but they were written in a certain cultural setting. Amen. Are you getting it? For instance, your Ghana has You will be one year. Thank you. Your Bible. You bet your Bible every day. Your practices. Amen. To say, I'm using a typical Tariq Kabanisrit. And then there are, there are things that are with us as Ghanaians. And to say, Now, the man called Jesus good master because number one all the rabbis in the bible like teachers they were, they were not given the word good they were called rabbi teacher or master amen and the man that came to ask Jesus the question was a Jew praise God are you getting it was a Jew so as a Jew he had to call Jesus like the way they call every other rabbi or teacher but he came and said, good rabbi, good master, good teacher. Hallelujah. Okay, let me bring it up for you to understand. I miss Reverend Ben. And I said, I have always believed that Mr. What I say? By where I grew up from, by my convictions, Mr. So whether you are married or not, call somebody by their first name. Because of my cultural beliefs. Amen. I'm not saying I believe that one. No. I'm just saying something. So then, Obi Amin Jini said, so from Mr. Now, it is all, Mr. is reserved only for a certain class of people. Then I meet Reverend Ben. Then I call him Mr. Ben. Ben also knows that I don't believe that anybody can be called Mr. So Ben is saying, really? Why are you calling me Mr.? Amen. Are you getting it? So Jesus, why are you calling? Because I'm not expecting you a Jew who believes that the word good is only referred to God, not any man. Can I hear you shout amen? So why is that out of your convictions you are calling me good? Because by the time you don't believe I am God. So because the word good is reserved for God in a Jewish conviction. Amen. Then he meets Jesus as a good master. So Jesus is shocked. Really, do you believe what you are saying? Jesus, so Jesus says that, why do you call me good? Doesn't mean that he's condemning or throwing away the man calling good. But just throwing the question back to Jesus. Do you really believe what you just said? Hallelujah. You know how somebody can give you flattery titles and they don't really mean it because they need something from you. Give God a clap of it. Yo, chairman one. Yo, chairman yeah. Yeah, baga one. Yo, chairman, chairman. Hey, chairman, bossu, bossu, kena. When the boss will be our one sitting in India. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Some who can blow you fans. Ah, 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 and then you, your head is swollen. You feel like Charlie, you are there. But one sitting in the open. So Jesus said, Do you really believe what you are saying? Amen. Then immediately, Jesus goes back to answer the question. That, now, watch me. In answering the question, Jesus quotes a part of the Ten Commandments. That deals with human relation. So the verse 20. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. These are commandments that talks about 
my relation with you, your relation with me. Hallelujah. Then the man said, oh, I have done it. Praise God. He will have done all these things. Then Jesus said, yes, you lack one thing. You lack one thing. The other thing you are lacking is that go sell all that you have. Shout amen. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. Lift your right hand. Father, grant us grace. That nothing means more, nothing means much more to us than your presence. Somebody shout amen. amen. Lift up your tongue. Say, Father, help me. That nothing means much more to me than you. Than your presence. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now. The man said, all these things I have done it. I'm thinking that for a man not to be able to commit adultery, for a man not to be able to kill his brother, with the verse 21, for a man not to be able to steal, the verse 20 please, to steal, for a man to be able to honor his father and mother, especially when the mother may not have taken care of them very well. Amen. If the man had been able to do all these difficult things, it should have been easy for him to give away his money to the poor. Because selling all that you have and giving to the poor is by far the easiest of all these things. Can I hear you shout amen? You don't understand, eh? It's by far the easiest. Amen. By far. Why? Because you see, having possessions and obeying God at the same time, it comes with a lot of difficulty. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is why Jesus said it is it will be more difficult for a rich man. Not that a rich man will not go to heaven, but it's more difficult because you need to have a lot of possession over your soul that what you have does not control you and give you a sense of security. Can I hear you shout amen? Because what a man possesses, sometimes, in fact, most of the times, it gives you so much security that you feel that you don't need anything and nothing can happen to you. Hallelujah. So you see, all these things, you may look at them as difficult, but to the Jewish people, they were religious people. Amen. So to a Jew, this is not a difficult thing to do at all. Hallelujah. They were giving was not a difficult thing for them to do because they were religious people. They believed in giving. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm teaching you? But Jesus tells this man that comes to him. Now watch this thing. The Jews also believe that whatever a man does gives him or her salvation with God. Amen. And it's on those terms when he came to ask what should be done, Jesus never told him that receive me and you shall be saved. But he said, do because you understand salvation by action. 
Can I hear somebody shout amen? Am I teaching you? You know when they, they, they did things. So, I do believe that so long as they are not committing adultery, so long as they are not doing this, thing, it, it's a sign that they have God's favor. Are you with me? It's a sign they have all. Because they believe that whatever a man is going to, whatever man must get, the man will get it by what they do. So they understand God by doing. Shout amen. So he comes and says, what do I do to have eternal life? Now Jesus is saying something there. I'm going to say something. It's very, very, very deep. Shout amen. Listen, look at this scripture. Never you choose a path for God when it comes to his dealings with people. Say, I will not choose a path for God when it comes to him dealing with people. Are you hearing me? They make out In others, I'm trying to tell you that it doesn't matter how you know somebody. Save yourself as a Christian from the temptation of thinking that when it comes to this person, this is the way God must deal with the person. Shout amen. Because this is a man that came to Jesus. And who came by the way? But in the scripture, Jesus is dealing with a Jew who understands that anything I'm going to get from God, it must be on the merit of what I do. Shout amen. And when he came to Jesus, Jesus is not thrown away and say, when it comes to me, it's not about what you do. It's about what you believe. Jesus received him and provided the means of salvation for him according to his own understanding. Shout amen. Look at me. Because may God deliver us from hypocrisy. Somebody shout amen. Please, are you following what I'm teaching you? Because sorry, me. When I am teaching, when I am praying, when I am preaching, I scream, I shout. Me name how are you preaching? Separate me suffer. Me not Catholic bishop. What do you say? I I can't talk. I can't talk quiet. I can't talk. Um, any year, ma. Me try cry. Amen. I don't know how to pray. Um, Father, you know. I'm your son. I'm your servant. The words will not even come. Amen. And God receives me on that level. Praise God. So, then on the other hand, Reverend Ben, it takes his time to teach and talk and will not scream. Amen. Then me, God has received me and I've enjoyed miracles and breakthroughs by my screaming and shouting. Now my screaming and shouting now becomes a standard by which I think. For anybody to be heard by God, they must shout and scream. Somebody clap your hands, brother. Amen. So we don't just ah. We have said another until you see bomb fire. Amen. We have said here, and Adam, yeah, yeah, praise now. One sana, 
Yeah, we should not tell no. Onye onye sum sum nipa. Onye sum sum nipa. Twenty fifth elder of the heavens. May the Lord bless you. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. See our twenty four elders. Who come on here twenty five? Because who sum sum no whatever are Praise God. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, I pray that in your work with God, never you choose a path by which you think God must deal with another person. Allow God to receive everybody on the path he can receive them. I pray that grace and that understanding for you. Some will be heard by their screaming. Some will be heard by their groanings. Some will be received by giving fat offerings. Some will be received by giving their widow's might. You cannot determine the path that anybody must go for God to see them or for God to hear them. Can I hear you shout amen? Are you hearing? It is not every church preaching English. That is from God. And it is not every church preaching local preaching. That is satanic church. And yes, on camera, phobia and Amen. You cannot tell God on the path to which you receive people. Just that we know that they are Christian standards. Christ standards. Moderation. Decency, discipline, shout amen. And one day, meet me, I come. But say, yes, she has a Kenya, or Nimsa, or no, I give you out, baby, and we'll be as an Osaka. No, it's a sad year. They wouldn't even ask on the Fabiagio. So Paul came back to say that, let a man therefore remain in the calling wherein he had been called with. Hallelujah. I pray grace for you. Amen. Me, Timmy. The team of Pentecost. We have pure Pentecostal background. Pentecost assemblies of God. That is where I come from. Amen. That thing, that, that Pentecostal assemblies of God environment shaped me with a certain kind of decent mentality when it comes to being a Christian. Shout amen. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Because there, they will put in you the culture of the kingdom. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So me, some things, I am not enthused by some things. Are you getting it? They say, I can't stand you. I will, I will deal with you. But it doesn't mean you are not going to hell. It doesn't mean you are going to hell. Please, are you hearing what I'm talking about? Yeah, I will deal with you. I will, I will put you right. You don't dress this way. You don't do this. You don't do this. But it doesn't mean you are, not, you are, you are going to hell for doing that. I'm just trying to let you understand that there is a way a Christian should dress. Not by somebody saying, but by scripture. Can I hear somebody shout him? Please, are you hearing what I'm talking about? So Jesus said, what to get the answer? In order to be saved, Oh, give God a clap of me. How do you understand what I'm teaching you? How, Adams, how best how best can you receive God except in the language you understand? That is the only way to receive God. 
And Jesus knows how to speak your language to, for you to receive him. May we allow people to serve God the way they want to serve God. Until God has said, I don't want it this way. May you not choose a way for them. Can you clap your hands for the Lord? Are we together? Are we together? Now remember that the man having the riches, Jesus had no issue with it. Amen. Jesus had no problem with the man's money. <laughs> oh, right after this chapter, is chapter 19, we meet another rich man called Lazarus. Sorry, Zacchaeus. Amen. And in Zacchaeus' case, Jesus never asked him personally to go and sell all his properties and give to the poor. Amen. <laughs> Are you following it? But in Zacchaeus' case, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house and goes to enjoy Zacchaeus' riches and wealth. Amen. So if you think that Jesus hates rich men, I have a scripture to prove to you that as a matter of fact, I never saw Jesus enter any poor man's house to go and eat. Can I hear you shout amen? But he was a friend of the poor. Is that not it? Is that not? The Bible calls him the friend of the poor. But which of the poor? <laughs> Somebody clap your hands for the Lord. And I never have an American. Pastor Albert, I never have one. Is, is, is that not how they call Jesus Christ? The friend of what? Tell me. Any of the poor people, Jesus went into their house to eat. Amen. And he says, we should preach the gospel to the poor. Is that not it? So Jesus has a certain kind of care for people that are what? Poor. But he never said you should be poor. Can I hear you shout amen? For Jesus to have a care for poor, poverty, poor people, does not mean that he's condoning us or asking us to be poor. Hallelujah. In fact, it is very difficult and rare for a poor man to have sympathy for another poor man. My teacher, why would be that? Normally, it's the rich that is always having mercy on the poor. As for the poor, one day I went to preach in the church, and I want to say it here. I told them, because their team was kingdom prosperity. Amen. And I told them that there are two people in this world that are very dangerous. Two people. Very dangerous in this world. A poor man and a greedy man. Amen. Write it. There are two dangerous people in this world. A poor man and a greedy man. Both of them can sell you at any time. Amen. Sometimes you think that it's only the greedy that, that, that share. A poor desperate man can sell you for money. Why do you see young, young boys and young girls into all manner of things? Even at the extent some sacrificing their children, some sacrificing their womb to make sure that they have money. Don't try a desperate poor person. Hallelujah. And don't try a greedy person because they are never satisfied with what they have. Once they get, they want more, 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 more. So poor people and greedy people, they are very dangerous. 
Is anybody hearing what I'm talking about? You can be rich and not be greedy. Can I hear you shout amen? Yeah, you are rich and you know what it means to be content. But may you never be poor. If you shout amen, blessing comes on you now. May you never be poor. May anything that brings poverty, may God take it far away from us. May God grant us grace to grow into wealth and riches. Hallelujah. So Jesus tells the man, he said, why you need me now? Go sell all that you have. Say, go sell. But truly, do you think Jesus will ask that of any man? Amen. I still want to correct the notions. Because there is another group of who also believe that. Once you are followed, if you really want to follow Jesus well, well, then you must lose everything you have. Listen. Why force yourself to lose it when he has not decided to take it? Somebody cry. How many of you understand what I'm teaching you? Pastor, I'm going to tell you. I didn't know. 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 Amen. No, I go to a few scriptures. It has nothing to do with your life. Amen. For instance, one of the things, one of the scriptures you go is Abraham. God told Abraham to leave his father's house. He didn't tell him to leave his properties. Shout amen. He said, leave your father's word. But when Abraham was living, the Bible said that he carried great substance with him. Amen. See, there are things when we follow God, we will lose them. But until he decides to take them, don't lose them. Because look at me. That is the reason why today the world criticizes a lot of pastors when they are wealthy. And we get angry. It's because we gave them the impression long before that we are software. What quite taxi? What quite chida pigeon two or seven? Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm telling you, there is a certain kind of Christianity that was presented to us that has contributed to what we are today. I am sure. Amen. And so when you see anybody doing well, you see them that they are candidates for hell. May God help us. Beat your chest in. Say, my Jesus does not hate prosperity. Shout it. Say, my Jesus does not like poverty. Say, my Jesus does not condemn having money, having riches, having comfort and good life. Jesus does not condemn it. Shout say Jesus does not condemn it. From today, I pray grace for you. When you are working, work and make money. Work and get money. Listen, work and tell yourself that you also you have a comfortable life. For the rest of your life, Amen. We also deserve the good things of life. 
Can I hear you shout amen? Is anybody hearing what I'm talking about? Yeah. last week's Thursday. Jeremiah the prison. And I'm catching Jeremiah. Or say about Cruso. the land of Benjamin. Or Tasasi four cities. The old bagger is coming there, four cities home. And I come here, candle and fifty six. Aye. Because on 17, 17 pieces of silver. You calculate by Ghana's come there, four cities. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Tasasi four cities. Four point what? It was four dollars. 50 cents. And our Ghana's come here 50. 56 cities. Yes. Amen. But now Jeremiah the Fiasi. And I'm catching some quarters. At the time God knew that he was going to destroy the land, he told Jeremiah to go and buy a land. Because certainly, after 70 years, they shall come back to the land again. So I told them, look at me, I'm telling you. I told them that as you are seated here, there is nothing wrong in you, nothing wrong for you to get a land. Nothing. There is nothing wrong. Get up. Get up. Because if it's in the echo, I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. Most of you are here. When we say the church needs a land, you don't see why you must sacrifice and give your best so we get a land. Because you don't know Shout amen. You don't know what it means to have a land and have your own place. So anytime there is a request for anything that you don't have, there is a way you look down on it. But when you have bought a land and you have built a house and you are riding a good car and they say we are going to buy a car, you will not discourage us. Today in the name of Jesus, may you have the capacity to have possessions. May you have properties and lands and houses in every place that anybody can also have. So, I pray that grace upon the church. Today, I rebuke any spirit that has made you comfortable in your state to think that very soon Jesus will appear. Let Jesus come his come. We shall also do our do. At least, Jesus will not come and meet us as beggars. Can I hear you shout amen? He cannot, Jesus will not come and meet us patching with people. May God bless your efforts. May God bless the work of your hands. May God bless you with the wisdom. Listen, don't read this scripture to think that Jesus was against riches. No. Hallelujah. Hard for a rich man to go to heaven that for a camel going to the eye of a needle does not mean that when you are rich, you go to hell. Hallelujah. It means that have possessions, but don't let your possessions have you. <laughs> say that, say that close right now. Say in the name of Jesus, I receive that grace. Everybody raise your hand. Say, say, I'm going to have money. Shout this. Say, say, I'm going to have money. I am going to have money. 
I'm going to have money. I'm going to possess things. I'll possess lands. I'll possess properties. I'll possess houses. I'll possess opportunities. In fact, I am going to be a whole institution that will be giving opportunities to other people. I am going to have it. I am going to get it. I am going to prosper, whether in Ghana or in abroad. I am going to have it. Possess it. Shout it. Possessed. Possessing, yet not possessed. The problem with this rich young man, as I close, is that he didn't know when to step out of his possession to receive what was needed for him to maintain his possession. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He didn't know how to come out of something in order to sustain what he had. So Jesus says, go sell. The truth is that it was a test case for everything he had believed in. Amen. Because he had believed that by actions you will get. Now God, Jesus, put him on the spot to take an action that at this time around, this action he's taking is not going to be to his benefit. Is the action going to be to the benefit of others? Now look at him. Say possessing. Yet not possessed. May you have an eye for the possession God gives to you. That this possession and these possessions are not just for my comfort and for my convenience, but for the help of others. A man's possession becomes his change of bondage when he sees it only as for his comfort and for his convenience. Amen. Did you hear what I said? A man's possession becomes his chain of bondage when he sees it with the eye that this is for my comfort and convenience. But when he sees it as a means to help others, it is his crown. So my riches can be my crown because I see it as something for the good and the help of others. But it becomes my chain of bondage when I'm only thinking it's my comfort and my convenience. So as much as God wants you to be rich, to have a comfortable life, he wants to trust you with the comfort of others, with the riches in your hands. The only way, the only time riches are bad is when nobody is enjoying it but yourself. Hallelujah. The only time it's dangerous to have money and plenty of it is when nobody can be blessed by it and nobody can enjoy it. That is when God is against riches. Hallelujah. The only time God is against riches is when by your riches you keep having and having and having and having to the disadvantage of those who don't have. Can I hear you shout amen? But so long as you keep having and your having makes it possible for others to have, the Lord is satisfied with you. I pray grace for the church that may your possessions not possess you. Oh, give God a clap of him. May you have money, but may money not possess you. May you have properties, but may properties not possess you. May you not be possessed like demons possess people by your possessions. That is to say that you have it but any time the Lord needs it, you can release it. 
You have it. Anytime God says, give this one to that one, you really. So Jesus said, go sell it. May God give you the grace to be able to give out so you can get in. Now you see the man wanted salvation. How interesting and how funny we can do everything to get the things that satisfies us on the flesh. But when it comes to the things that satisfies us in our spirit and soul, we struggle. May God help us. Do you know that of all that we are doing to be great, one day God will bring you to a spot. There is one more thing that you have to do. And it will not be difficult for you to do because you have what it takes to do it. But, because it is not to your benefit, you will struggle to do it. <laughs> Amen. Check. I have come to observe one word. This, see, the same thing the man did to get money. If he has to do the same thing for another, it was difficult for him. Do you understand what I said? The man got money, had money, Anamewa. Had money. Now, he has to do something that would make another person also have money. Do you think if Jesus told the man, go and sell everything that you have, and then, when you sell them, you are going to get more of what you have sold, he would have sold it. This morning, I said something at the clay class. I said, there are most people in church, the only time they give seed offerings that are witty is when there is a prophetic word tied around it. Either you are going to die, give this offering. You are going to travel, give this offering. Or there is a major contract can be given. But on their own, on their own, that they are dead, they will pick 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 and say, I'm going to give to the church or to my pastor to support him. No. And just say, exchange. So we are doing business with God in church. Hallelujah. So, you know, the, those who say, me, I'm a giver. In my church, I'm a giver. You are not a giver. You have always given to your own advantage. Can I hear you shout amen? Am I teaching? So, when the real test of your giving comes, what is it? Now, whatever you are going to give, give it so that others will get. You have been given to get, but now give it so that others will get. It will be difficult to do it. Hallelujah. To be difficult to do. That is why lately we don't even pray for each other. All of us are consumed with ourselves. It's hard for somebody to say, I am interceding for somebody. Hallelujah. I'm telling you where we have degenerated to. Hallelujah. That unless you will benefit you will sad anymore, we are just like this young rich man. Hallelujah. Yeah. Unless we have a personal benefit, we will not do it. We will not do it. But I want to pray for somebody here that your possessions will not possess you. That when you may have to release it for others also to have, it will not be difficult for you. And if God has never put you on this spot in your work with him, it's obvious God does not trust you. Hallelujah. If God trusts you, he will put you on this spot. That whatever you have, give so that another person also may be comfortable. 
But you know, it is when we have gotten ex it in excess that we can hear God's voice. Rise to your feet. <laughs> I will say it again. Nicky, do you understand what I said? It is easy to obey God's voice when you have something in excess to give. Hallelujah. But when you are, all you have to give is what you have, you may pretend a familiar spirit is speaking to you. Somebody clap your hands for the Lord. How many of you know that? How many of you know that? When you have, you see, Adam, you see, if you have, you see, I want 10, what, $20,000. Now it's about $5,000. I'm a man with that struggle. Hallelujah. But all you have is $5,000. And the Lord says that give all to gifty. You will say it's a familiar spirit speaking to you. Hallelujah. You will say someone is trying to swindle you. Hallelujah. Because when others have to receive something from us, we feel it's a burden. But when we have to receive something from God, we think of it as a blessing. Today I pray for you. May you be delivered from the power of your possessions. Ah, may money not control you. May your clothing may your clothing not possess you. Somebody shout a better amen. Hallelujah. What you are not a chill. I would tell that was handed over to us by our Asian fathers. <laughs> Somebody clap your hands in <laughs> Amen. Amen. We carry, somebody can carry a wig. Wig. Wig, I was sure. It's easy for people to think you're a demon. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. No, I'm teaching you. I'm teaching Because there be a... Hey, I'm running away my boy. Somebody shout amen. Today may our minds change. Our minds with which we go to orphanage houses. The less privilege. The less privilege. The less privilege. They are already less privilege. We must not go and give them things to make them feel more lesser. May we never give to any man our leftovers. Lift your voice and shout a better amen. And calculate this Then shed your wing here. Then find come sorry. And find come suffer. Because when you say, oh my thousand Ghana cry and count. Praise God. Are you with me? When you are giving things to people, put yourself in the picture. If somebody is giving you that thing, will you be grateful? Will you be grateful? If you are clapping, clap your hands. I have resolved and I impact the same spirit. If I can buy 
a tub. 300 cities, 400 cities, 500 cities. I must not struggle to give that 500 cities as an offering. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Sure. If you can go and sit in a saloon and do your hair, it will cost you 80, 100, 200. And some of you, premium for 330, Praise Jesus. I pray that God will heal us. May you never carry an unwanted attack. And so I will come and pray. Which is a two number one person. Or say, so now you're crutching up to And so say, when I'm a CIA, so you are coming to pray. The area or tunnel, and you're asphalt. Or yes, hey, people say, may God deliver us. May God deliver us. May we give our best glory. If you lift your voice out, a better amen. May we give our best money. May we give our the best of our time. And yet the beer now be your idea. So we some faso. We do ten beer. Your idea will be so your bad yeah. This is what Jesus was telling. Jesus was just testing the man. Because for some of us, eh, it is easy to read the Bible. Easy to preach the Bible. Easy to pray. Easy to fast. But difficult to be kind to a brother. Difficult to be kind to a sister. But we are Christians. Hallelujah. Oh, fasting. Fasting. Somebody can do fasting. 40 days of a kind of a pepper. But send one of your 40 days fasting. A very delicate, you can say, on for a dear man, we know not some fast one. Anything so very bad here. Anything. May God deliver us from greed and from poverty. Your amen is weak. May God deliver us from greed and poverty, selfishness, and self centeredness. May we understand that our Christianity is not complete until a brother or sister can find joy by what we can give them. May you have houses so that others can have houses. May you have possessions and yet your possessions will not possess you. May you not have possessions and be greedy. May you have possessions so that you can share. So that others can have. So that others can get. So that others can own. That is true Christianity. Possessing so that others can possess. Hallelujah. Possessing so that others can do what? I bless you this morning. Stretch your hands on the altar. And one simple prayer in that one minute. Say, Father, Help me to be responsible for my brothers. Help me that my possessions do not possess me in the name of Jesus. Help me 
that you don't struggle with me on my possessions, my riches and my wealth. That whatever you give to me, I can give to others. Whatever you bless me with, I can bless others with this. Whatever, wherever you bring me, I can hold others' hand and bring them there. Let not my possessions possess me. Let not my possessions, let not my degrees, my status, my wealth, my riches, my privileges, my favors, don't let them possess me for others to suffer unnecessarily. But Lord, as you make ways for me, Lord, as you bless me, Lord, as you give to me, let me find it easy to make life beautiful for those on the streets, those in the ghettos, those that are needy, even as well as my church. In Jesus' mighty name, clap your hands for the Lord.